this much sexiness involved, yeah, you know, things are bound to go wrong. So, I right. mean, it's just we. This is part of of what we have to live with, Warren. Yeah, you find Please a container do. that yes. can contain yes. that. <laughs> Please, and yes, then show it to me. That's what you need to Please. do. You need to just figure out how to contain right? all of that just sexiness. Expect spillage. Yeah, I'm just expect it. That's exactly it. That's what we're totally expecting right now. So don't don't apologize for any of it, man. Right. On that note, how's it going, guys? Good morning, guys. <laughs> it's going. Uh, I tried to save my plan over there, but it's not. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to get a new plan in here. No, save yeah. that one. No, it's dead, dude. I just went over there. It's it's dead. It is I dead. I see some green in it. What's that? Uh that's um the, that's its last line. Put it health. like on the patio or something. You know, give it some sunlight. What? It's too like Dude, I I I'm in a basement. How the fuck am right. I supposed to give it light? Do you move the plant to light? Uh, well, then it's not that, gonna move. Dude, it's down there I, smelling I your farts not, all day. I can barely you know, just I can hot barely, box in that little basement. I can barely no I can barely dying. take care of myself, man. I, you how can't am I supposed to take care of that? You can't move a plant no, to I light. No, I can't. I can't. Sarah needs to do that. I your wife needs to move a plant for you. Come on. This plant is dying. Jeez, I, I don't know what else to do. You move it to light. I'm telling you what to I'm, do. I'm, I, I, no, I'm, not, no I'm not hiding I'm in, the secret I'm, here. I'm in this a fucking basement. Do. I'm in a basement, dude. I'm in a basement. I don't know what she was thinking about putting it down here anyway. Oh, so Maybe. now it's her fault. Yes, it's her it's fault her. that it's dying? Oh, no, it's yes, it's everybody's fault but mine. It's everybody's fault but mine. Hey, like me, Jeez. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. Gentlemen. Yes. Welcome to season three. Woo-hoo. Oh my God! I was debating. Should we start at season three? Yeah, I guess. With, I guess this is a, now is a good time. Okay. Oh, let's let's dissect three. this. Why yeah. are you debating this? Like, because like, I don't know if we really have tell anything. Tell me the pros like, and cons. The pro the pros are that it it kind of carries over into a new season. You know, hundred was nice, and now one hundred one starts a new chapters as so to speak but what do we have that's new that we're giving this season three should be centered around things that are brand new to the show and we we kind of uh speaking of which are we ready are we ready (laughs) are we ready always ready are we ready gentlemen are you guys ready to hear the intro to season three are you ready to hear that Let's do it. Always ready. You already asked okay. us. All go right. Ahead. All right. Okay. <laughs> Here it. we go. And uh, let's get things wait, going. Wait, wait, wait. Brian. Oh, yeah. Brian, you have to do your little chant. Thank you. I thought you were going to hit some kind of button oh, or sorry, something. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Season three, and we're starting it off with a bang. Gentlemen, let's kick those tires like those fires and smack that ass. Let's get it going for season three. Woo! 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 Boom. Welcome to... The you know why I'm excited? That did you hear changed- that? You didn't even hear that, did you? Yes, I did. That the 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 real? Yeah, but did no. you hear? No, you didn't. You missed it. Listen, to, listen to it again. Oh my goodness! What did I miss? Boom! I thought you said that. I didn't know that was part of the recording. I thought you said that. Welcome to the con. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Thank you yeah, for you bringing asked, that back. I know. Yes. You asked last thank week. Thank you for bringing don't, that back. Don't, don't, don't thank me. Thank Wayne. That was totally oh, Wayne's thanks, thought. thanks, Wayne. <laughs> you know, you subconsciously I knew that was Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Why 
<laughs> well, you were correct. You were correct. So we wanted to surprise you. Yeah, you can't you even move that. a plant out of your basement. Of course, that was <laughs> Wayne. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, come on. I, I do my fair share. Yeah, hey, I've come up with this. Did. I've come up with this. Wait. Oh. Oh, wait. No, no that, that. Yeah, I did that one too. But uh, I, I, hold on. Hold on. I, I've done my. Dude, I did this. Yes, you did. See, I've done that. You know, I do help out around there. What have you, you done, sure Brian? That's a, that's a, three? Yes. What have you done, Brian? I, what have you done for the show lately, Brian? What oh, have you gosh. done? Not enough, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm not going to get into this pissing match. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. Right. You don't have anyway, a, you your plan is dying. In this Let's fight, start. <laughs> All right, anyway. Well, congratulations. We're now on to, uh, what, season three? Welcome to season three premiere of the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. Brian, what do we got lined up for us today? Oh, my gosh, gentlemen, what a week it's been. I've started vacation this week, and it's been nice. You know what I did the other day? And... um I took a nap. <laughs> and it was, it was wow. awesome. I'm wow. such a fan. Instead of working on the show, you just decided to catch up on all the sleep that you missed in the past yeah. year and a half. Yeah. Time well spent. <laughs> it is time well spent, wasn't it? Oh, uh, man. I know. On Friday night, we had our production meeting, and I'm like, our, our normal time is around 6 o'clock, my time. 6 o'clock rolls. 6.05 happens. Wayne is like, are we having a meeting? I'm like, yeah, uh, I've called Brian twice, and he hasn't answered me at all. So I don't know what the hell's going on with him. I was dead to the world. I, I was like, <laughs> I had no concept of time at all. And we had to wake him up from his nap in order to be part of our production oh, meeting. I was, I was kind of embarrassed, but like felt good at the same time. It was kind of a weird feeling. Anyway, that was my week. <laughs> uh uh, my week was my week was pretty good. I mean, I haven't really, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it later. I've got some poll results that uh, they, they came in, and oh, you know, I just uh, on that end, I'm, I've been second guessing everything in my life because of these poll results. So you know, we'll just get to the existential crisis <laughs> later on in the episode. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right, hey, or let's get to your bugaboo fact of the week. Let's do it. I love that intro. It gets me every time. Um, all right, guys. You know what? Let's talk about something I hear every time I tell a joke. Crickets. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's this whole that episode. This is, uh, yeah, this is the whole episode is crickets. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, specifically the giant Weta or Weta or I'm not sure how to pronounce it. W-E-T-A, Weta. Uh, it's the heaviest insect in the world. Yes, yes, it is. It is about uh, four inches in length, not including the legs or the antenna. And um, it's found in New Zealand. So, you know, if you ever want to see one of these big-ass creatures, yeah, go for it, Brian. What's up? How heavy is it? <laughs> he tells us the length. How heavy is it? Oh, I'm getting there. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, no, the heaviest one they found was um, it was a female. But actually, so these creatures are so big, they can't jump. So it's like, you know, what the hell? They're good for the crickets. Anyway, wow. uh, yeah, uh, 70 grams or 2.5 ounces, if you uh, want to say that. And um, compared to this, it was heavier than a sparrow. Oh, my wow. gosh. Yeah. Heavier than a sparrow? Heavier than a sparrow. 
an African oh, or European no. swallow? <laughs> it's <an Af> because <laughs> that's an old Monty Python joke. I think it was a Captain Jack Sparrow. So if they no, carry no. coconuts, <laughs> yes, yes, the, yes, the coconuts. Are you suggesting yeah. that the coconuts migrate? <laughs> Look at Wayne's face, man. Look at Wayne's face. I love I know, when I love, he looks up the bug of the week. Did you see yes. it, Wayne? <laughs> it's huge. Oh, he's sharing his screen. Where? Yeah, it's huge. Oh, oh my, my god! Look at that thing. It's, it's a big ass cricket. The that giant is ridiculous, weta. man. <laughs> the and you said it's weta. from New Zealand? Is, is that a spike? Hey, yeah, you said it's, it's from New England, right? Or New Zealand, no, New right? New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand, and they're um, almost they're endangered. So, wow, that's endangered. Yeah, I just thought of something. <laughs> yes. Hey, Weta Weta Studios is is probably named after this bug, right? Because they're from New Zealand. That's Does where the Weta Peter Jackson Studios have like an icon. Oh, could be. I don't know. Yeah, Weta Studios is they were the the the. The production team behind uh, Lord of the Rings. So, and they were all oh. down in uh, uh, New Zealand. So, I wonder if they were uh, named after that. But that is an awfully ugly bug, isn't it? Ugh. Yeah, it's yes, totally. Yeah. It's ugly and fat and can't <laughs> jump. Sort of like me. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> I know. Like, why do I relate to that bug so much? <laughs> But, uh, I don't know, Orn. I've seen you on the I've seen you on the basketball court, man. You can shoot, so I, I can shoot, there's that yeah. for you. I can't jump. Yeah, you can I shoot. Can yeah, shoot. <laughs> you could totally shoot. Oh, anyway. anyway, all right. So, so yeah. um, it, that's an interesting fact of the week. Oh, hey, um, did hey we did we get any feedback last week, guys, around our hundredth episode? I know I didn't receive any, but I know you guys have. Uh, you're you're usually around the, our fans more than I am. So, any any feedback last week? I got I, I saw um, one on our yeah. socials just congratulating everybody on the hundredth episode, um, yeah. so thank you for that. And then um, I got a text um, from from Rudy, you know, just uh, laughing about whatever whichever banter uh, you and I had, uh, <laughs> Tony, and then um, also congratulating us on the hundredth. And then uh, some wow. some personal feedback, uh, you know, just just verbally given to me, just you know, people congratulating us so good job everybody it's a it's a huge accomplishment huge achievement so I'm still proud of everybody even though this uh we're starting welcome. season three with a bang <laughs> <laughs> don't don't be so hard on yourself brian i mean come on we gotta we gotta get we gotta find the groove we're, we're well, looking you know, for the groove of us uh, i three. have been nervous all week and i've been anxious nervous i like i want to know but i don't want to know the poll results i mean like uh like this like i like I, right. I i i talk so much shit and i just want to know <laughs> was it all worth it or not <laughs> so tony really quick before you get into the numbers i yeah. got a one of our listeners listener donald he doesn't have social media but he wanted to cast his vote verbally if you could so oh, okay so for the taco salad could if you add one more to the salad side Okay, well, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll figure that out. <laughs> that's, that, it's not going to change anything. It's not going to change anything. So I just right. want to make sure okay. to add it in. All there. right, okay, okay. All right. got it. I'm nervous. Why are you nervous? See now, uh, okay, so we're going to get to poll results. Hence, this is also going to be called Tony's existential crisis. All right, we're get, let's get into it. All right. Wait, 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 so on, this week, you, yeah. you usually destroy me in these poll results. Oh, what so. are you fucking talking about? <laughs> You're actually been on more of a roll than I have ever been when it comes to the polls. But anyway, we'll get to it. Okay. All right. So uh, we first started off this Friday. We went up against each other. We had our wieners. Our wieners were in a contest. We had a wiener off, 
And uh, we asked you on Instagram who had the superior wiener. And um, with 59% of the vote, it goes to the America Fuck Yeah Dog. So, Brian, Woo! you won. The America Fuck Yeah. It was all Brian's family. So I want to just say thank you, Brian's family, for voting. My family, they sold exactly. me out. My daughter I, my daughter sends me a text saying, I'm going to vote for Brian's wiener, and uh, you're probably going to disown me. And guess what? She's right. I'm going to disown her. She, uh, she voted for his wiener as opposed to mine. Thank but, you, everybody. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and the reason why she said that she was uh, voting for... Brian's dog was because, uh, to quote her, uh, you're not supposed to gourmet up a dog, is what her her deal was. So I think she 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 uh, yes she, she understands gourmet the true is not essence where, of a dog. Uh, apparently, yeah, that's uh, shit all over it, and it's uh, covered up so you can't even see your wiener. I don't know how it won, but hey, fifty nine percent of the vote went to his wiener, uh, Brian. How do you how, how do you feel? You are now the victor of uh, two years in a row of the wiener off. Oh man! Any any speeches? Speech? Yes. Speech, speech? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hopefully, I will go down as the number two champion, hot dog champion of the world. You know, of course, I'm not trying there to dethrone go. Joey Chestnut, but in the in the fucking um, right in the um. um in the hot dog hall of fame or, you know, Mount Rushmore of hot dog. Wiener. Of wieners. The wieners. Remember wieners. Okay. Hopefully my wiener is up there proud and, uh, and, and it will be recognized, um, for its greatness. <laughs> yeah. Wayne, what were you going to say? No, no, no. Just like I just love you guys arguing about your wieners. That's all. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, I, I just love how you took something that you hate so much. You and hate made spam. it delicious. Yeah, and you didn't make it delicious. That's it's atrocious, is what it is. I that wiener was delicious, sir. How dare oh, you? It, how? What do you mean? It looked like uh, again. It just oh god. It looked like it. Well, there was fifty-nine no, percent there was of the no people f- voted. I right. get, yes, I know, and I have to live with that. <laughs> but but again. here's here's what I did, Tony. <sighs> I learned from the show. We we've compiled all this wonderful data throughout the year. Craft or craft macaroni and cheese, make it ooey gooey, spam, all this stuff that I've learned, I've put into practical use. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you present it in your wiener. That's right. Where else so would I'm, I present I'm looking, it? <laughs> I'm looking forward to what you're going to be learning. It's a beautiful canvas. Hey, maybe maybe we should try haggis this year, and maybe you can incorporate that into your wiener next year. If we could ever find it, I'll try it. Oh, no. I told I told everybody uh, no. I would try it on the show. No, if we could no. ever find uh, it, I'll eat it right here Orin's on the show. Orin's had it. I think oh. Orin is the only one of us yes. that has had haggis. Yeah. Orin, what is it? What is it like? <laughs> uh, hell. Um. Haggis is possibly the worst. No, not possibly is the worst damn thing I've ever eaten in my life. Oh my god! I'll add spam to it. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> I don't even know spam Oh god! Oh, it's disgusting. All right, and on to our second poll. We got into it at the end of last week's episode oh, over taco you salad. You planted your flag in this one, so I'm I on. did plant my flag, and I, I still think that every. Uh, We'll get into it. The numbers have come back, 
And um, with the oh, I just wanted to say one more thing about the superior wiener. I did catch up to you last year. I had thirty five percent of the vote. Now I have forty one percent. So I'm catching up to you, Brian. Can I can I just mention really quick while we're on the topic of wieners? I was a little bit nervous uh, this year. Last year I knew I'd crush you, but this year you (laughs) took a great picture of your wiener, and I know, and it. I was afraid that I was going to lose on that aspect alone just because the photography around it. You took something so, I don't know, eh, and made it look wonderful. <laughs> and it was tasty. It was all about I had the, it after the, we, after the, the, the show, lighting, I, I guess. It, it was, it was the, so good. the filter you must have used. I don't know what it was. Yeah. But I will admit you crushed me in the in the photography of the wiener. And yeah. I was a little bit nervous. I thought maybe that would tip the scales. Well, it got me six points. It, so, I mean, uh, again, next year I'll have to figure it out. I will out focus and, more on the lighting and photography ratio. You know, and I have learned a lesson year. this year that I have to throw the kitchen sink at my wiener. I have to make sure that uh, it is Ouch. covered and, and you cannot see the wiener. So that is the, that is the goal Let of winning this thing. Let me give you some advice. Cover your wiener and uh, make sure that you throw the kitchen sink at your wiener so that you can win. That, that's not it. That's not it. You're Everybody, missing the yeah, whole point of the wiener. You have to embrace the spirit of the wiener. One, watch <laughs> and then Joey Chestnut next year on the, on the 4th Joey of Chestnut. July, Nathan's <laughs> wiener eating contest, and just embrace it. Use him as inspiration. And then take what we've learned over the course of season three next year and apply that to your wiener. And then you've got the photography down. I mean, like, man, I'm, I'm going to be analyzing the, the lighting, the shadow ratios. What filter did you use again? But anyway, uh, it, was it was great. It was great. I don't even know. Um, All right. <laughs> but yes, uh, congratulations on your wiener, which now leads us into uh, – where my existential crisis now begins. Uh, is taco salad a taco? And uh, with a resounding 74% of the vote was no, it is not a taco. So, uh, again, I got my ass handed to me uh, over tacos and taco salad. I don't understand how it is not a taco. If you look at the fucking picture I put, it is a fucking taco. There's no advantage or It's a fucking taco. It's a taco. It's got a taco shell. It's got taco meat. It's got taco lettuce. It is a salad with taco toppings on it. It is a fucking taco. It's a taco, yes. Or do you taco have to salad. agree with everything Tony says? It oh is a my salad God. with taco Dude, toppings. This is logic, man. Logic. It is logic. a taco salad. So you say 74% it is, it is of the named. population is unlogical because yes, they don't they're recognize they're a taco wrong. salad? I'm sorry, Wait, our fans, population? but you are all wrong. A taco salad is a taco. Look at it. It is a taco. Yeah, you can't look at that thing and not go, that's not a taco. You know immediately it's a taco <laughs> and it's a salad. It's that a sounds taco. like a tasty salad. Taco first, salad second. It, you're all are, you're wrong. You're wrong. Everybody's wrong except for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna go cry in my corner now. Oh, I, just, I can't take it. I lost two in a row. I, uh, Brian, you just I'm oh. doubting every single thing that I've ever done in my life. All over the taco salad question. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. oh my God! Anyway, but uh, Brian, congratulations to you. You got two out of two. You have.
have started season three off with a streak, right? We huh. need to come up with some kind of game or something. Like, if we get to five in a row in polls, we need to do something, like, huge. Maybe eat haggis, have the other person eat haggis, or, or something along do, those lines. Where do we even find haggis? <laughs> uh, dude, I, I read on online, you can't, you can't get it. It's illegal to have in the United States. Oh, is that why we can't find it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can get, like, um, I guess imitation haggis, oh, but it's not the true haggis. <laughs> haggis helper, like hamburger helper. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Haggis helper. Yes. Haggis helper. I love that. That's so great. All right, folks. And, uh, you know, uh, that's our polls. Thank you guys all for voting and making thank your you, voices everybody. heard. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We really appreciate it. I know I'm giving you guys a rough time, but uh, I love the interaction. I love that we're seeing more people utilize the polls this week. So, again, let's keep that going. And uh, I can't thank you all enough for participating in our Wiener Off and also our taco salad conversation. And you know what? We're going to get to uh, a July cornucopia right after a word from our sponsor. Refresh. Renew. Soycat candles are here. Just for you. New seasonal scents. Available now. Soycatcandles.com. Conmen and Soycat. An escape for your ear holes and your nose holes. And welcome back. Uh, we are now, we haven't caught up on a lot of uh, stuff that is in pop culture lately. So we've decided that we're going to start this season off with a conocopia for July. There's been a lot of things that have come out. We Woo-hoo. have some opinions about all of those things, and we're going to talk about them now. Uh, in this segment, we're going to call conocopia. So we're going to get things started with The Boys Season 3. I don't know who here has watched it. I know Wayne has watched it. Warren's watched it. Brian, you've got somewhat of a gist on on it you i think watched have you gotten to episode six yet the hero gasm episode i have not but oh god feel free to uh i don't want to i don't i don't want to explain the hero gasm one you have to watch (laughs) it for yourself it is one of the most disturbing episodes you i think you will ever see of the boys but overall i i really enjoyed the season i think that uh, soldier boy has been a really good surprise for me i i thought uh i I didn't think that he was going to be as complex as he was. Uh, overall, the season has really hit it for me. I I cannot stand Homelander. I just I, I've uh, I guess Marvel has announced somewhere that I I'm taking it that Anthony what's his name Anthony I think it's, Anthony Star Anthony Star is now going to be in the MCU and he's been cast as a villain. And to me, I'm like that is perfect casting because I can't I hate I hate Homelander so much he is the most despicable character since i think ramsey of uh, uh oh, game, game of, of thrones. thrones dude i wow. just don't you think don't you guys think that i mean he well, is well, on that level right before we get into it do we need to put a spoiler break warning yes oh shit okay yeah yeah here <laughs> we go to avoid spoilers for the boys season three skip to 26 48 all right now that we got that out of the way um, what do you guys think of, uh, I mean, what were your thoughts, Wayne, of, of this season of, uh, of the boys? I, I loved it. I think it was probably, I rank it right below the first season. I think it was better than yeah. season two for me. Yeah. Uh, and going on with your Homelander thing, 
he is fantastic. When you hate the villain so much, right. you know he's doing a great job. That and was my first thought. Yeah. Whenever he's on the scene, whenever he's in the scene, you're always wondering, what is he going to do now? And, and having that anticipation is fantastic. I, I think he, that actor did a, does a great job with that character. And I don't know. I, I, I think they took this another level. And there's a lot of things they did that I, I'm curious for season four. You yeah. always think that the boys, they can't never outdo them, do themselves from what they did before. But they always seem to do it somehow. Oh, but they will. Which is scary. Yeah. Let's just talk about that season three um, cliffhanger. Where in season two, I don't know if you remember or not, Homelander actually will uh, has this fantasy of taking out a bunch of people. Uh, and that's just kind of his sick little fantasy that he has. Well, he gets to live that fantasy out at the end of season three. He takes out a demonstrator that is against his cause and ends up blowing the guy's head off in front of everybody. And you think that everybody would be shocked and appalled but then the people that love Homelander start cheering him on. And it, I, it's one of the most chilling aspects of the whole entire uh, season because I could see something like that happening in the United States in, in the state that we are living in now where something happens and instead of being appalled, we're applauding it. But I'm, I'm seeing this theme that's coming out through all of these stories about how that uh, power, absolute power, is is intoxicating is poisonous and um i wish there was some way we could kind of change that dynamic but i I don't know i just feel like we should have something lighter nowadays and um that i think kind of uh i don't bring back ted lasso yeah yes (laughs) yes brian thank you for for saying yes we do need ted lasso we need more of ted lasso but that you know that actually brings me to another thing spoiler break wayne well, real quick question okay, before yeah, you go, go to the very brief. So the thing is, you know, I know you mentioned hero gasm and how debauch, debaucherous is that the word? Uh, I'm yeah, for? Uh, uh, the debauchery that was the in, debauchery in, in, of yeah. that ep- that episode and all the scenes that were contained in that. But you know, the weird thing was the one that they always got me to cringe in season three was the deep. Yeah, uh, the, the actor, those scenes with the deep. Uh, Chance sorry, Crawford, man. yes, it was definitely oh, yeah. disturbing. God damn that! I mean, with the, with him and his octopus and all those scenes, <laughs> I'm like, dude. And the threesome. I, I, what about the threesome with his girlfriend? And she uh, is bringing the octopus into it. Oh, it was I mean, as bad as Hero Gasm was. I think that I think I was the bar was set so high that it was like, oh, okay, this is bad. But I think it was, we were prepped for it. But every time I saw the scene with the deep, it just made me cringe. I'm like, I, I was always <laughs> uncomfortable with him. It's like uh. it's it's like tentacle porn brought to life, right? It's just this <laughs> nasty, this ugly. That is a this, phrase I did not think we'd hear today. <laughs> uh, yes, tentacle the, porn. Uh, tentacle porn. Yes, it, it, full front and rage. center. That's right. It's all, <laughs> it's all the rage right now. Uh, but yes, I, I I agree. He is just the most despicable character. You know why I think he's so despicable? Is because he is kind of like that octopus. He doesn't have a spine, man. He has. He doesn't want to stand up to anybody. He just wants his place, and he will do whatever he can to be that right hand man and not piss off Homelander. So to me, he's he's just a vile vile creature. Uh, so that's going to lead me to. Uh, something that is uh, that I enjoyed, and honestly, uh, Brian, have you watched it? Brian, uh, oh, before we get started, Wayne, spoiler alert for Miss Marvel. To avoid spoilers for Ms. Marvel, skip to thirty six eleven.
All right. So the next thing that brings me up when I want to see happy things and things that are just that bring me joy. The last thing I expected was this show on Disney Plus, Miss Marvel, to give me that. I, everybody, I've made my point about how much I cannot stand the MCU right now. And I, I now understand why I am upset with the MCU. Because I see a beautiful piece of art called Miss Marvel and see what they've done with this, with this character. I, I can't help but feel they put all of their energy and synergy into this this six-part series on Disney Plus that they forgot about the other things that they were dealing with, with, with Doctor, uh, Doctor Strange, with Thor. It seemed like everybody was front and center and put their best effort forward for Marvel, Miss Marvel. It's a great show. It's something I was, I was surprised at. I, I have been, uh, we've, we know that Tony has this thing about, Brian, you, you want to talk about the, what my, what you perceive my, uh, my, uh, my insight on these type of shows is one i'm surprised to hear you say such positive things about a marvel show and especially <laughs> one with uh, a, a disney plus marvel show i know from you your issues um in the past have been on the writing <laughs> and, uh, yeah. No, no, there go, go more than that. What was what have been my issues, Brian? You you have said it out. You've called me out several times on this that I have this thing against teenage girls. Do I not? Um, well, according to you, no. But I've seen <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've seen a trend. <laughs> yes, it seems like shows centered around strong female characters. You seem to be very vocal on, and um, you've made it very clear that it's due to the writing. And yes. this show, I have not finished it in all transparency, Miss um, Marvel. But from what I've seen, I've really enjoyed it as well. I'm watching it with my family and kids, and everybody seems to be really happy with it. And I'll agree that this show, uh, to your point, Tony, it looks like Marvel kind of woke up a little bit and... Wanted yeah. to take it, make it fun and serious at the same time. And mm -hmm. the writing supports that, in, in my opinion. And it sounds like uh, you're nodding your head. So, it, it, well, I see you nodding your head. It doesn't sound like it. Um, and, uh, you know, so you, the, you agree. But, yeah, your issues in the past have been the writing on strong female characters. Yes. And because I felt it hasn't been there, and it was not representative right. of who they are as a person. And I always felt it was through the lens of somebody else that could not relate to that. And here and with Miss Marvel, this show is is very fun and kind of heartwarming. And and I I, I feel like to to your point, Tony, um, they're Marvel's trying to you know kind of correct the path a little bit on where they want to go. Yeah. And again, I think that Miss Marvel is is the the brightest star that they've had in a long time. Again, I, I can't help but feel like they've put all of their focus into this story. This story is beautifully told. Uh, the way that it, it honors the past, that it, it it celebrates the future, just everything about it is just, it brings me such joy to watch something that's finally like, yes, this is what I've been talking about all along. I see this, this character that's being represented in a certain way. She comes from a 
definitely unique uh, perspective of being Pakistani and then also an American and just joining these two cultures. And also not only that, but I, I had no idea I'm, I'm about the partition. Never knew about that. It's got me fascinated about that whole, uh, that whole time in the 1940s. It's just something I had never even thought of or even heard of. And to see it being brought into the national conversation is something that I'm just like, wow, this is something I really want to learn about and understand. That's awesome. I mean, like, uh, you know, I'm from what I've seen of it, I'm very happy with the show and uh, I'm excited to see her as part of the MCU now. Um, I, you know, frankly, I just want to see like, her and Spider-Man team up, you know, like, (laughs) can we make that happen now? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Wayne, I see you smirking over there. What were you going to say, Wayne? So I do want to ask that one question that was dropped and Brian, do you care to be spoiled? Go ahead and ask. Go ahead and ask. All right. It was almost, almost like a throwaway comment. And I want your opinion on this because at the end there was a, was a scene where, uh, between, Brian, I mean Bruno, uh, Bruno, and um, uh, you know, and you know, Miss Marvel. They just they were talking about well, doing analysis about her DNA and why she's able to c- control these powers. Well, they said he didn't said that she has something unique about her genes. There's a mutation. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of threw that away, and they went on with the conversation. They said the M word. Yeah, they said said the M word. Oh, not enhanced. (laughs) No, no, it's mutation. So again, I mean, is this uh, this is this the genesis of the X Men in in the MCU? So this is I do have one issue, and I they they kind of clean it up at the end of it by explaining that her name is tied to Marvel. But this is a point that I think Brian and I have talked about. Brian, I think more so than I have. Give her her own identity. Why use the the Marvel template right. as a way of of just? She is to me. She is so much more unique. So much more. Um, she shouldn't be a sidekick. Just, exactly, and she right. shouldn't have a name that was given to somebody right. else. She should have her own identity, which she does. But the name, I just feel like they kind of tag the name on to kind of give her instant cred, and I that sometimes to me it feels it feels a little cheap. And I understand that they do kind of they, they they touch on that at the very end of the episode. Her dad basically says that her name means perfect, and she's also uh, it also means Marvel. So she's like, "Oh, so you're telling me my name is Miss Marvel," and that's kind of how she gets her, her her name. But to me, I felt like she should have just it should have been another name that was just solely her own because to me. She is solely her own. I'm not seeing any other perspective. I'm not seeing any other story that is that is uh, along that line. This is very unique to her. So to me, I feel like putting that Marvel tag on it, it's just a way to give her acceptance. And she is so much more special than that. And that's that's just yeah, she doesn't a need small it. little thing. Yes, exactly. She- Again, I have been surprised because I have been with the MCU and I've, I've trashed it. And I've, I've, I've berated it, and I feel like the stories have not been solid. But to me, it feels like this has all been all, all hands on deck to, to create such care and such heart and such uh, warmth with the series that I, I, it's, again, and it's also universal. We can all, all deal with what she, how she feels as a teenager growing up with parents that are certain ways. And it's just, it's a great, great story. And nothing, nothing more than that. 
I have a question for you, Tony. Yeah. I think that we're all thinking, probably thinking about. Are you back on the MCU now? No, I'm not. <laughs> and we'll talk, we'll talk about that later. I, I, I love the show. I'm not back completely on, but this has given me hope that they are seeing the light and they're trying to correct the way uh, of their past uh, storytelling, especially on the Disney Plus platform. Um, but anyway, it's been a, a great show so far. But Orin, hey, what did you think of uh, Miss Marvel? Do you like it? Do you enjoy it? Um, any issues that you have with it? No, I enjoyed it. Um, other than the first, you know, the first episode, I was a little eh on, but yeah, I don't really know what I was expecting out of it. So yeah, it's like, it's like I was expecting something that wasn't there, but I don't really know what that was. But anyway, once we, um, you know, you guys broke it down and everything, and I just started watching it um, a different way. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I loved yeah. it. It was insightful and, and, and full of heart and family. And it's just, it's, I, I don't know. I, I loved it. Um, Wayne, your overall thoughts? Do you have any questions or anything that you want to ask me about it? I'm actually more curious because next in our docket is Thor. So I feel like you're going to have to, here's going to be the other side of the coin for you. So I'm waiting for that now. <laughs> All right. So uh, spoiler break. To avoid spoilers for Thor Love and Thunder, skip to 5635. I would like to start this one off before you rip it apart. Yes, please. <laughs> wow. So I believe all four of us, right? We've all seen Thor, Love and Thunder? No. Nope. Nope. I'm sorry. Oren has not. Okay. That's no, okay, okay. But you know, spoiled away. I, I've already decided right. I'm not going to see this until on Disney Plus. So Here we go then. From what I've seen, again, you know, um, internet facts is uh, that it's not being received very well. Uh, uh, are you guys seeing the same same kind of comments? I have seen that as well. Yep. Yes. So anyway, I just want to say that to Tony's point um, in the last segment, Marvel's been on this trend of just doom and gloom, right? Just, you know, kind of going darker and, you know, yeah. it's pushing the story along, but not really at a, at a very fast pace. And it's just chaos upon chaos upon chaos. And what the hell's going on? And, very you know it almost felt like they are so concerned with pushing the storyline and a little bit less on character development and i feel like with thor love and thunder we just we just reset a little bit you know here i understand a lot of the internet's concern with with this because they they take a step back a little bit this is very colorful this is very flashy this is not your typical marvel film and in my opinion this does not push the storyline much at all but what it does do is it the character develops thor thor we last saw him he was broken right after after endgame and you know yeah they defeated thanos but you can just tell mentally physically like this took a toll on him. We needed to refocus on Thor. What makes Thor Thor? And you know, in the in the first Thor movie, he was pretty much a spoiled child, um, having these tantrums. It's all about partying and, and beating people up. And then, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, Thor two. You know, we we kind of get like a little bit more sense on on loss with his family and him kind of coming into more responsibility. And then, you know, three rolls around um, and, you know, he, he's learning about what's important to him and, you know, being part of a team and 
and and helping others. And now four. I think this is the first Marvel character to get four titles, right? I mean, like, wow. Who would have thought it would have been Thor? But anyway, right? Thor, last we saw, was just broken. He was he was depressed. He was bro Thor, dad bot Thor, you know, fat Thor, thick Thor, whatever you want to call him. Lebowski Thor. Yeah, Lebowski. That's my favorite one. Yeah, and just... You know, just letting himself go, and this this movie, you can tell, kind of healed his soul, kind of filled his heart again, and it was all about love, right? And him kind of, kind of getting back into the mental space that he needs to be to be, you know, a hero again, and I really appreciated that. So I had fun watching this movie. I like the story that they, they closed some storylines between him and Jane. Um, I like that Jane was no damsel in distress. I like the fact that they use very key elements of the comic book, the mighty Thor, which is, um, you know, Jane Foster's storyline. And it was, it, it was great. And then, you know, even the, the final scene, you know, with him and um, spoiler alert, you know, this, this new person in his life, you know, was heartwarming to me, I am very much, you know, a family dad, right? I am, you know, um, I am super involved in with my kids and, and, um, you know, want to teach them things, want to experience things with them. So that final scene of him making them breakfast and then them going on an adventure together really kind of, you know, tugged at my heartstring a little bit because I really related. And then silly little arguments about, putting on shoes you know like you know i've had these type of arguments and it just made me feel good so thor love and thunder is what it is love the soundtrack it made me feel good i was entertained i'm happy that thor now is in a in a better mental and physical space and i am excited about this character all right tony take it away <laughs> oh geez I uh, listen um i love taika I, I'm a, a Taika fan. I felt that they dumbed down the character just to make laughs. And I understand that that's kind of where Taika comes from. And that's his, his kind of bread and butter. But I felt it was a little overboard. I felt that making him uh, doubling down on just him being an idiot was just, it, it didn't do, it kind of negated everything that he had been through in the past. And it just made him this like, oh yeah, this, this guy that just can do anything whenever he wants and whenever he wants to apply himself. I, I felt it was lazy. I felt that Thor is more of a complex character. He's been one of my favorites. In fact, I Thor, Thor, the original Thor is one of my favorite films in the MCU and a lot of people hated it or don't like it or think it's very weak. I always found it be, to be one of the most fascinating works because it shouldn't have worked in any other way, but somehow Kenneth Branagh brought that, that complex uh, Shakespearean type of, of archetype into the MCU. And I, I thought it was one of the best um, uh, films out there. And Thor Ragnarok is my favorite film in the uh in, in all of the MCU, I just felt it was weak. I felt that they, he was relying too much on what he had done previously and not enough moving the story forward. The, the other thing, the, the one word I come up with, it's not to say that this movie was a complete loss because I do agree there are some certain highlights in it, but to me, the whole film felt awkward. It just didn't feel like there was a flow to it. And how can you have an awesome character 
like uh, what's his name in the movie? Uh, the the villain Gore. It's Gore. Yeah, the God Butcher. And they do not do anything. They don't. They don't service him at all. This is a, a character that you need to see go on this rampath, on on this rampage, and need to show how he turns into this badass. They kind of gloss over it. They don't do any service to the villain in this. And to me, that's where you kind of need to focus your first act on is to, to create such tension that you don't know how Thor is going to tackle this problem or how he's going to confront this problem. They gloss over how, just how badass this, this, this person is. They give you glimpses, but they don't so show you how he does it, how he takes down these gods, how he's merciless. And it just did nothing. You kind of felt that because they didn't set it up this way in the first act, you all you knew that he was just going to beat him in the third act. There was no; it created zero tension. How, what did you think about the second villain of the of the film? Who was the second villain of the film? Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zeus! In that, like, I had problems with that too. But but at the same time, I understand where they're kind of going with this. The the gods are not there. For our service, therefore, basically us to worship, and I, I don't have issues with that. Zeus is this—he uh, was—he again was something that was played for laughs as opposed to any kind of seriousness. So when it came to the mid-credit scene, it just uh, there was no power in it. There was nothing in there that kind of made you go, "Oh!" Aside from the fact oh, that it's Roy, say, I Roy fucking Kent, I that was weird. It was Roy loud. Kent. Yes, <laughs> Roy Kent is now going to be Hercules. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. And I have no idea where they're going with this and how they're going to tell the next Thor story. But it was that was it was cool seeing it. But then again, I felt like. I felt like, why? I, I don't know how Hercules works in the MCU. I don't know how he works in the comic He's book. a comic. I don't know his... Uh, what's that? He's a comic. He's a, he's yeah, a, I know. Yeah. But I don't know anything about him in the comics, is what I'm trying to say. Actually, I have a cover of an... Oh, I gotta find it. I'll, I'll, I'll find it and I'll send it... Uh, uh, posted on our social medias, where there's um, uh, an Avengers cover with Hercules on the cover. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, it's just, to me... and. Then it it it, put, it kind of pulled in the celestials and that whole thing that I have an issue with right now is like where are we? This is the other thing. Where are we going with all of this collectively? It doesn't set anything up. It, it in fact splinters it off a little bit more. And now are we going to focus on the gods? I mean, I just don't see how this this phase four and phase five are now going to coalesce into this secret invasion or secret war. Maybe that's where all of this comes together. I don't know because I don't read the comics. But it just seems like a hot fucking mess is the MCU when it comes to their films. It's a hot fucking mess. The 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 multiverse is now kind of done away with at some point, I guess. I, I just I don't know where everything is going. And to me, Thor on whole, there were some great moments, but the Jane story I didn't really care for. I mean, she because he he wished upon uh Molnir to basically take care of Jane. That that now is how Milnier gets back together because he, and goes back into Jane, and then no, that was uh, canon from, Jane from gets, the first Thor movie because Odin did the same thing by did he? by it, by saying whoever is worthy and almost put like an enchantment on Munir. Now Thor is worthy, so he did the same thing. Yeah, and but, who's to say but, that Jane's not but worthy? It, what, but why? Could, okay, so then he's worthy of it. So then why couldn't he bring it back together after Hela broke it? He didn't even try. 
But why didn't he? I don't know. Didn't think about it, I guess. Didn't try. Because <laughs> he got a he got an upgraded model? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah well, I guess. Who was the jealous still. ex-girlfriend, I guess? Her jealous girlfriend. Yeah, and that was kind of That was like weird. I, I that thought was... that was a... Yeah, it was weird. It was awkward. Yeah. And, and Jane, to me, was awkward. I felt like... I don't know. Her story... I, she, the, the lines that, that Taika had written for her... I, I, there was something lost no in way. translation. If... It was just awkward. She was not funny. She was boring. She was. She really didn't bring that much to to, to the story. And the fact Here's that Moonier is actually giving her strength yet taking it away from her and sapping that's her. That's how it is it, in the comic book. It's, because it's just, every time she helps somebody, it, it makes her mortal body weaker. Yeah. You know, so so it can't fight the cancer that that's ravishing through her body. So she has to make a conscious choice, the hero's choice: Do I sacrifice myself to help people in need? Or do I? But then, why does it bring her to life? Is what I'm trying to understand too. Bring it, no, it makes her. It gives her Thor powers. But, yes, limited but, time. But, you know, she's okay. not a god. She's not a god. So you know, her body is under that stress and strain of being Thor during that time to help others. And then when she's back to normal, her, she's that much weaker for it. So that's the whole. Oh my god! It's like the MCU's version of Temp V. <laughs> oh yes, yes. So, but, but yeah, that, you're that's right. in the comic you book, are right. and she has to make those decisions. Am I going to be a hero, or am I going to think about myself? And and I like that. And think about it. If you know that your time is near, I mean, I I know this from myself. I think I'd want to try to help as many people as I could. You know, and yeah. you know, like here here's the finish line. I know it's coming. I might as well try to get as much good in. It, it back into the world as I can while I still can, and and to me that's the hero's decision. I loved that 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 decision of 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 Jane. You know when she's sick in the hospital bed, there's no way I thought she was going to stay out of that fight. Of course she's going to show up. She's going to be a hero because yeah, that's what a Thor would do. I have a question for the two of you then, because I think uh, if we make some parallels, comparisons between what MCU is doing now versus like say this the boys, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know. We don't have a villain at this point for the next phase. Uh, who is the villain? You know, and I think with with home, like you have Homelander. Everybody knows Homelander is the bad guy, right? <laughs> yes, there's no yes. question, right? No question. No question. But with this, like you know, there's that opportunity for develop. He's been developed over three seasons. You have this character that's constantly there. Uh, whereas MCU, they usually have disposable villains for every every movie, right? Yeah, but there was always that Thanos that was cr- kind of manufacturing it was thanos it was creating this this thing that became avengers endgame and infinity war so uh, who's there's nothing i don't know this kang. i i can't tell you kang. everybody says the it's mul- king but the kang hasn't shown up king, well you're showing they're showing all the chaos going on from the multiverse splitting right i mean thor did not touch on it at all which i'm kind of surprised because it seems like to be the the ongoing thread throughout everything else but like we already said this movie did not push the needle forward this is uh, develop character development for Thor, but but did he need more character development? My I think my he whole did. Opinion on uh, you that. know, I don't want to see a broken Thor. You know, like I understand what what he was going through, and my heart go went out for him. But I feel like I needed I needed my heart to be repaired a little bit through Thor you, being you, repaired. You, but you but you do that. You do that. But but at first you have to create this villain that is something that is going to test him and put him to all of his mights and 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 
bring him to that conclusion at the end. And I feel that they the villain like, was just a catalyst that, to bring the other aspects back into his life it was a, to, it was to a help him. Waste. You know, because he I needed the villain to bring back Jane. You know, and you know the villain had a daughter, which you know Thor was now looking after um, at at the end. Uh, but we needed that. We needed the villain for Valkyrie to become a true king. Uh, we needed, you know, so my focus wasn't solely on character development on a villain that was going to die off anyway. It was how do we now heal our heroes? And and so I, I saw it more as a glue to, to fixing their, their issues. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. But now back to your question, though. Uh, Wayne's question: I mean, How does Kane play in all this? Uh, you're the comic book guy, Brian. How how is it now that Kane so is like off the, the comic book path? I have no idea. Yeah, but but again, but, I, but we but saw if, him uh, in Loki, right? And we know that yes. they killed the the Kang that was supposed supposedly keeping all the the more evil badass Kangs uh, at bay. And now that 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 person is gone, we know that Ant Man is is going to be coming out sometime soon. That that movie is in the. In, in the works and he's supposedly been rumored to be the the villain in that in that um in that movie so we'll probably there's a lot we don't know but we we have been introduced to characters that we do know will be big players going down the line you know we saw thanos um in in phase one right but he wasn't a big baddie until the very later parts of, of the phases. And I feel like that's where all this buildup is going to be. Like, we see all these things. You've got a lot of questions, Tony, which is obviously frustrating yeah. you. Um, and, you know, you, you just don't know. You, you think that, that there's no storyline. You think that all these stories are kind of a hodgepodge of, uh, uh, of, of different events. And you just don't know what direction to go to. And that in itself is kind of like the splintering of the multiverse you know and it's frustrating you it's frustrating our heroes and when they finally find the 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 point to focus on i think that's where we're going to have our next epic avenger type event to fix it and i think that's when tony's back on the train guys i'm back on the wagon yeah. this is the best thing uh, i've ever seen yeah. before yeah. and uh, uh, dude <laughs> honestly i'm i'm i i've already told I'm I'm out after Guardians Three. That's are it. Not. I'm, I'm serious. Just I'm out. Stop. I'm out. That. I will watch him. I know I will watch him, but I'm not looking forward to it. After Guardians Three, that's to me is 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 the end of it for for me. And that's that, what be does the that end mean? Of my does that mean you're Marvel done? You're not going to watch any more Marvels? No, I'll I'll watch him because <laughs> so of the show that we have. But like I'm not that. going to be excited. Why? I'm gonna I'm not going to be excited about it. Uh, the 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 thrill is gone, so to speak. There's nothing really. For me to kind of be like, oh, Guardians is it. I'm like, yeah, this was another one where I was like, yes, I'm excited Wayne, about you it. Gotta mark and now this. it's like, oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, mark it all you want. Mark it all you want. But I, I I feel like if you compare the MCU and you compare the boys, the lull. boys to me is far superior to, to the storytelling. Because it gave and, and you your answers quicker. That's why you no, are happy. It, no, with it. it has not. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with telling cohesive stories. Now, this whole phase is supposed to be a cohesive story, but it is not. It's not a. Co- it's splintered. It's been inconsistent. It's like they and show it will us all like tie the multiple. I, I doubt that. I don't see how they can how it's possible. They did it with Endgame. Hey, no. Just yeah, they out. did it with Endgame. Yes, but again. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll let it play out. But again, Guardians is where I'm out. I'm out. Like like I'm looking forward to that, but I'm not looking forward to anything else after after that. Anyhow, 
Bring on more Spider-Man. That's all I'm saying. Miles Morales. <laughs> that's what I want to see. <laughs> oh, you see? I do. That's what I want to see Miles about. Morales. I want to see that. I think, well, I think they're, all they're of us putting... have been a big champion for that. We want to see that character introduced. But honestly, he's he's tied up in the, in in uh, in Sony, and Sony's already taking care of him, giving him a, actually three mo- two more movies. Uh, they've already announced As Sony uh, should Spider Verse. I mean, yes. Oh man, uh, he's the he's the character. They, they, for some reason, I don't understand why they did not include him in the MCU. Because to me, that is what is needed. I mean, we're seeing it with Kamala, and uh, Kamala's kind of taking up that mantle right now. Right. Um, but I just I I wish Miles were involved in that. I really wish that we would see him in the MCU. That's that is my that's my ultimate dream. Now, if that ha- were to happen. I'm. I'll admit right here. I'll be. I'm back in. I'm back in. <laughs> I'm, I'm back you in. You heard it, Marvel. It's that simple. Yes. It's that yeah, simple. It's Get that Tony simple. back on. It's that simple. Bring in Miles. I'm back Morales. in. If if Miles is back in, I because I've thought Miles should be from from the get go. But again, I think he comes in. Then then I'm back in. But other than that, eh, that is right. the one character that I that I truly feel um, Marvel is missing. Yeah, and I know yeah. a lot of people are really anxious to see um, the X Men join, Deadpool join, uh, the Fantastic Four join, and I am as well. But if it, for my money, I want to see Miles Morales introduce him. Yep. You know, put him in a in a team up movie with Peter Parker, and then give him his own series. Um, that's that's what I want. Amen. All right. So last but not least, uh, Brian and I just wanted to talk about something very briefly regarding, um, again, another spoiler alert. To avoid spoilers for the bear, skip to 104.39. This show uh, has been a surprise for Brian and I. We just wanted to mention it to, to our fans because we have... Unbeknownst to both of us, we had both been watching this show, and uh, I know Oren has watched the show as well. It is uh, something that has taken us by surprise, and honestly, to me, it is the best thing that I have seen in the year 2022, and uh, that is, Brian, why don't you talk about it? It's The Bear. It's The Bear. It's a Hulu streaming, uh, yeah, Hulu original streaming um, series. And um, from what I understand, again, you know, I get all my facts from the internet, so take that for what it is. <laughs> um, season two has already been greenlit, and yes. uh, this was a show that that I I saw a trailer for. Um, I'm not sure where I saw it, but I saw a trailer for it, and I instantly put it on my radar. Um, I like cooking shows. I used to work in the food and beverage uh, industry. Um, I was a front of house manager. Um, was very close with the with the with the chefs that I worked with and um, what happened, you know, in back of house. So I was very involved um, with the kitchen, and the trailer caught me right off the bat because I instantly felt like I was back in the kitchen and back in the hustle and bustle of the restaurant food and beverage business. It felt like an old hat. It, it was really nice to see and. Yeah, when I heard that Tony was actually uh, watching it, one, I was surprised because this is something that you and I have not talked about beforehand. It was a surprise to both of us that we were watching it. And then I know your feelings on Gordon Ramsay. 
And that's why, because, you know, even though you've never eaten at one of his restaurants, but, you know, I you, won't. And I, I won't. know, I know, because he's so mean and he's an asshole. Dude, and, do, do you even compare, whatever, whatever. do you even compare, to compare this show to a fucking, uh, a hack of a chef? Stop it uh, right I'm sorry. There. No I'm need sorry. to attack. We, no need to attack. Uh, well, you brought it up. I didn't. No, but, but my anyway. point behind that is, is that when he goes off on people in his show, like these are what these head chefs do. They expect perfection. They expect you to perform well under pressure. And if you can't handle it, then you shouldn't be in the kitchen. You know, so it's funny that because of these issues that I know that you have with this, you know, particular Hollywood chef, uh, you know, and then the fact that you liked this show so much, you know. Yes, you know, I love the show. Because I was surprised. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you why I love the show. So the, the premise of the show is there is this chef by the name of Carmi. He is somebody that has gone through the, the, the kitchens of some of the world's most famous restaurants. Specifically French Noma Laundry. being one of them. Well, no, it was Noma. I think it was. No, Noma's. Noma. No. I think he went Noma, didn't he? It was French Laundry, right? No, I think it was Noma. So Noma right. is actually known as the uh, premier restaurant in the entire world. It's in Denmark, and uh, he's a, a world-renowned chef. Uh, he inherits an uh, Italian beef joint in Chicago. I'm not going to give you any more than that. I just have to say that the person that is the showrunner, his name is Christopher Storer, is uh, the guy that has also been responsible for directing two of my favorite specials on on uh, Netflix, which were the the Bo Burnham What and Bo Burnham. Um, uh, oh God, what was the other one? Um, make Make Happy. If you haven't seen those, they're, they're incredible specials. But uh, and he's also worked on uh, Eighth Grade, which was another Bo Burnham uh, thing that he helped with back in the day. But they said that they were tr- trying to channel in uncut gems. When you watch this show, and if you have ever seen Uncut Gems, it is one of the most tense movies I have ever seen in my entire life. You're sitting there watching it the entire time. You're nerve-wracked, and this creates that kind of vibe in the kitchen. Sarah, being in the restaurant industry since she was 14 years old, I asked her, is this like, uh, is this an accurate representation of what happens in back of house? And she's like, you have no fucking clue. This is, this is hitting it spot on everybody in their own stations. It it just creates this intensity. There's family issues that are involved in this. And it just, it, it is such powerful storytelling. Each episode is I think 20 or 30 minutes and it, it, there's only eight of them. So you could probably binge that over the weekend and do yourself a favor and do that because it is some of the most incredible television I have seen. Uh, God, this year, it's my favorite thing so far this year. It is, uh, it captures the essence of, of, of being a, a chef. It captures the essence of having this huge responsibility, just kind of pushed onto you and what you make of it. It is just, and also the other thing that I really enjoyed is Brian, I don't know if you gathered this or not, but there is, it is all about leadership too. I'm seeing a lot of leadership uh, lessons and skills and things of that nature that you that that are just fundamental in making something magical and to see it kind of strewn about without giving you the message and and basically beating you over the head. They're showing you how you can be successful just by putting certain systems in place to make your team more successful. 
It, it it is it has everything in it. I I just love it. There's comedy. There's there's tragedy. There is it. But overall, it is just an intense piece of 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 pop culture. And I just I cannot wait for season two. It is a great show. And do yourself a favor and watch it. But did you pick up on those 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 like leadership skills that I was talking Absolutely. about? Absolutely. You you you. You have your main character, the the head chef, and he comes into a very unorganized family restaurant who is not fine dining trained like like he is, and he's trying to present um, order and a system, you know, to to to, to make them better yes, than they. Than but bl- you know, they're doing it on the fly. You know, it's like trying to teach somebody how to drive a car while you're driving it. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, of course, you know, people are going to push back. Well, I've always been doing it this way. You know, you know, you've been with us for five minutes. I've been doing this for 20 years type of thing. And there is a, a, a absolute power struggle there on what way is the right way. And there has to be give and take. And I do like your your comment on on being leaders, because even though he's the head chef, he's not a very good leader. You know, and, you know, he it has to learn along the way how to talk and command his brigade to get through service. And, you know, he's got to adjust some things on his on his own. He's got a lot of talented people on his team if he's able to see it. So um, I, I'm absolutely with Sarah. You know, Tony, you have no idea. These kitchens are hot and fast places. And uh, yeah. and the, it was the eighth so episode great. Was like it the, made me the eighth episode up a little just bit. like, oh, my God. Yeah. The, the, the it, final it, scene. I, I mean, I got to admit, you know. Um, I did. I, I, know, cried. Like, I, I cried. I, I, got I cried very, like a little baby. I got, I got my eyes welled up a little bit. It was it was very heartwarming. But um, yeah. you guys have to see it. You know, to me, this is uh, this is a show that I, I'm glad that we stumbled upon, and uh, I'm looking forward to season two. Now, up next, we're going to do, uh, since we've gone really long on this episode, we're going to go ahead and do some pop minis right now. And now, it's time for Pop Minis. Gentlemen, welcome to another round of Pop Minis. I'm going to start off, you know, we've been talking a lot about the MCU, so I do have one MCU-related question. Specifically, Disney Plus. Rank your top three shows that are MCU really and from Mar- Marvel on Disney Plus. Oh my goodness! Um, Good luck with that. Right? <laughs> top three. Um, top three. And then, and if you want to add at the end, what's the worst one? The bottom one. Oh, I already know that one. Uh, my top three. Yeah, I'll yeah, go, yeah, first. go first. Go uh, first. My top three. My top three is going to be. Um, Number three. Oh, wait, what would be number three? So just for our uh, listeners, I don't sake, even think that, we got we got yes. WandaVision. We have yeah. uh, we have Loki. We have uh, was it Cat? Was it was okay? Our, you have um, Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, technically, yeah, what if? It. If you want to include that as well, um, and then Miss Marvel and Hawkeye. I okay. That's uh, my my three are Loki, is number three. Number two. Um, God, uh, Miss Marvel, and number one is going to be WandaVision. I, I just I loved WandaVision. I thought it set the tone for things, and um, I just I still love that story. I loved how it was told, and um, yeah, that's my three. And the worst one, Hawkeye, without a doubt. How about you, Brian? My favorite one is Hawkeye, and uh, that's number yep. one. Really? Yep. 
Wow. Um, I love that one. I thought it was funny. I thought it was great. But uh, Hawkeye, absolutely. Uh, I said it's a poll question coming on. Goodness. You just want that win, don't you? <laughs> anyway, by unpopular, in my unpopular opinion, it's Hawkeye. And then um, my second is WandaVision. And then um, I'm not done with Miss Marvel, but... I, from what I've seen, it's on track to be easily number three. And what's the worst one? Worst one is what if? Oh, interesting. Wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, all right. All right. So oh, uh, next I'm question. sorry, before the next question, can I just go back on our bear conversation? I just looked it up. Um, uh, the head chef had stints at um, the French Laundry, Noma, and 11, 11 Madison Avenue as far as where he worked. Uh, according to the show. Okay. <laughs> so, so we're all right. Corrections and retractions. We're all right. <laughs> well, I know we talked about the boys, so I have a question for you. In the boys, they have this ability to take temp V, which gives them temporary powers for 20 for a day. You know, plus, plus uh, lovely side effects. But it, those powers tend to be an amplification of personality traits for that person. So if you were to take temp V... What do you think your power would be? Uh, like, do we get to pick a God, power? No, uh, based on your personality, so it, it amplifies something. I'm not about at that you point yet. Be... So I was okay. Uh, okay so, oh, so, gosh. so just to give you context. So, in the case of Butcher, he's basically becomes like Homelander. Okay, okay? just so he has that super strength, laser eyes. That's what he has. It, Huey takes it. And he has the ability to basically teleport or disappear or run away really quickly. But when he does so, he loses all his clothes because the clothes get left behind. So he, where when he teleports, he's butt naked. So that's what we see. And we realize this tends to amplify something about that individual. So if you look at yourself and you were to take Tempe, what do you think that would amplify about you? Greatness. <laughs> I could oh, control oh. heat and uh, ice all at once and it just depends on what my mood is at that time i could either create something very icy or i could do create like a volcano i just never know which i'm doing at what time because i have no idea what's going on so it's going to be a surprise every single time if i'm ice i'm going to be doing icy stuff if i'm hot then i'm a volcano i think i'm going to be more of a volcano than i am the icy guy but you never know it's always going to be a surprise so that is what's going to be amplified to a hundred freeze or blow shit up yes exactly freeze or blow shit up that's me there you go i i think i think i want to pick tony's power but uh, um (laughs) but anyway uh i'm always trying to get somewhere i'm always got somewhere to be i've always you know like my schedule is pretty full i would i would think based on that i need teleportation um just so like i'm i'm always going from this place to the next teleportation uh that would be my my superpower hopefully because that seems like that would make my life easier other than showing up naked but uh <laughs> you know who knows that that could be you would make sure you have to have clothes that's everywhere right. that, uh, that could be an interesting uh, you know, uh icebreaker <laughs> hello <laughs> i'm here i'm ready for the meeting Surprise! <laughs> i'm here for i want to pick tony's uh power though i think tony's power if he were to have uh the uh the compound b um would be he wants tony wants to be heard tony you know you speak in a very loud animated voice you want everybody to hear you so i think your voice would Mm -hmm. would kind of pop into everybody's ears 
no matter where they were within a certain radius. <laughs> yo, yo. I don't want any yeah. part of Tony popping into me. No, at all. totally, totally. I, yes, I'm not exactly. saying that that would need, be. I don't want anybody else. Would, I like the icing. It wouldn't the hot be bedroom. a useful gift, but I think that would happen. So my next question for you is this: Would you rather deal with a loud talker or a noisy eater? Oh my god, noisy eater. I don't. Yeah, I would rather deal with a noisy eater, I, even though it would grate on me. Because again, if I'm sitting next to somebody yesterday in the movie theater, uh, if somebody eats popcorn too loud, I freak the fuck out. I just like I want to tell them to shut the hell up. Um, I try this <laughs> weird fact about Tony. He puts popcorn in his mouth and he'll suck on it as opposed to biting it, so he doesn't make any noise. I know. <laughs> you make it soggy. That's what I do. Yeah, I, that's what I do. I, I try not to make any noise. So <laughs> look at you, and look at Orin's like, yes, that's Tony. Yeah, Tony does that. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I know. I know. Yes. I, I uh. It's weird. I, I get it. I'm a weird dude. I'm a weird dude. But again, I would rather deal with uh, Jesus. Yeah, I would rather deal with a, a loud eater because I can kind of just, I can kind of ignore it for a little bit, but it would grate on me nonetheless. A, a talker that's just talking all the time, I just want to tell them to shut the fuck up, uh, and I have a harder time dealing with that than I do with somebody that's eating. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. I still can't get over the thing that you just shared with us. You know, it's just, it's just like, it's just like a, that was like a, a deep moment for me right now. I like, am going, never going to the movies with you. I'm just telling you right now. If we ever go to the movies together, I'm not sitting next to you. I cannot hear you slurping up your popcorn. Okay, that You is don't just, hear anything. You don't, oh, that's the point. But the fact I, that I, I know that so you're you doing it now makes me cringe. The, the, the fun thing, you don't have to hear it. You I don't, don't want to hear it That's The fact that I know that it's happening. Put it in my mouth and I do my thing. I it's listen. I uh, I'm a weird dude. Ugh. I I try to respect others around me. Okay, and I don't want them. I don't want them to hear my my crunching and my. my does my, popcorn make that thing of a crunch? It does actually in a movie theater. It does. It really does. So Brian, uh, you would you would deal with a a, a noisy eater. I would. You're I would. Yeah, I don't like listening to other people's conversations. You know, like. Whether you're at a restaurant and you hear like a, a table either next to you or a few tables over and you can just you hear their whole conversation. I just feel like it's rude. Or if you're somewhere in a very public place and someone's talking very loudly, like on their cell phone or or something, it's just it's just kind of rude. I, I just feel like it's disrespectful for the people around you. I don't want to know what's happening. You know, I'm not. Oh, the worst is when they put the the ear pods in their oh, and they're having a phone totally. conversations out loud. Oh, I hate totally. that. Oh. I just I just feel like it's oh. it, it, it's more of like a courtesy thing. And whenever I'm on the phone, um, I try to find like a discreet location or try to speak a little bit lower if I'm around a lot of people. Just because not only do I want people to know my business, I don't want I don't want to hear theirs either. You know, like. You be you privately. I don't. I don't need to be involved. I don't want to hear it. I don't care. And uh, with the t- with the fast or fast. I'm sorry. With the loud eater, I feel like I could do other things to distract me from that. Either be engaged more in whatever conversation I'm having or something like that. But I don't know. The loud talker. I just feel like it, it's a courtesy thing and it's rude. I still can't get over Tony sucking oh on my popcorn God, right now. Right? Do you put a lot uh, of butter on that? <laughs> Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> moving on, moving on. Uh, when you guys communicate via text message or 
whatever, whatever kind of. Uh, I don't think Brian. I don't I think Brian. I'm so bad about this already. <laughs> Te- whether it be text, Slack, instant message, pick your platform. Okay. Do you prefer to t- communicate with gifs or emojis? Oh my gosh! Can I tell you a funny story before we answer? When sure. Tony and I first started communicating about the podcast, Tony, and I'm going to quote you, Tony. Hope you don't mind. Y- you literally told me i needed to up my texting game because yeah you know like and i said with what he's like you need to be more descriptive i used to do like one word text or something like that throw an emoji here and there you know like and i'm thinking to myself what am i 23 you know like you know you asked me a simple question i'm giving you a simple answer you know but but you wanted to see emojis you wanted to see gifts you wanted to see long drawn out texts and as this podcast has you know, gone. I hate texting. <laughs> you know, like I, I understand the necessity for it. I can't stand it. I don't like it. Um, I, uh, I, I, I like the little thumbs up thing because that's the least amount of effort I need to put into it just to let somebody know I did read it and I do like it. If I have a question, I will ask. I prefer to talk on the phone. But Tony, you did. T- do you remember telling me that that I needed to up my texting yes, game? I did. And yes. I've tried for a while, and my text game yeah, is yeah, weak, very weak. Um, yeah, very. The weakest. Yeah, out, out of all of us, I am yeah. probably the least totally. talkative as far as the text stream goes by far. I love gifts. <laughs> I love gifts. If I could find a gift for every single life, every single thing, I, Wayne, your gift game is just like on on. Orange just, game too. I'm jealous of it. Yeah, Oren's always like got things going too. I just but gifts are the way I would love to just find that, find the funniest, the most absurd, and just throw it out there. Um, but Wayne, you always seem to be very spot on. With Gosh, one of you guys oh, did you, the, the one the other day, and it just made me just cringe a little bit. Who, whoever sent the ranch dressing one? <laughs> that was me. Oh my that was god, Wayne. that was disgusting. That was, Wayne. Yeah, that was, that, that was yeah. um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Oren, but, you know, Oren, what, hey, Oren, what did you? What about you? Gifts or, or emojis? Oren does a, Oren does yeah, gifts. Well, okay. I, mean, I try to find a happy medium between both. But yeah, uh, yeah if there was a gif emoji, that, never mind. <laughs> oh, double combo. You know what I don't like? <laughs> yeah, it's a combo. Is, I like that. There'll be like a very simple, I don't know, text message between the four of us, and then I'll set my phone down for a minute, and then I'll come back like three minutes later, and then I'll I'll see that little red dot that we talked about over my texting thing. You have 17 new messages. (laughs) And and I opened it up, and it's nothing about emojis and gifts and all the... I'm like, oh my god. You know, it's like... Like it's like a game between you three on who can outdo or do the funny. Now I'll admit, a lot of them are very funny, but... I'm not at your level. I cannot do it. Fair enough. You will get there. Stick I don't with us. know. You will get there. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I have one last question for you guys. If you were to give up one of these for the for a year, which one would it be? Okay. I know, I know we asked some like this in the past, but I have a different one. Would you give up all meat for a year or all dairy for a year? Oh, this is yeah. Easy question I'd for give me. up so meat. So make sure people understand that when you say meat, I think people understand like you know red meat, chicken, all that stuff, or fish dairy, too, right? Fish too, all that, or dairy. Obviously, people think like milk, cheese, but ice cream and any of those products that go along with that as well. 
Um, I, I would have to say, because I've done it before, uh, uh, meat. I could go uh, any kind of meat without uh, for a year. Dairy, it would. Yeah, I, I, I love cheese way too much. I love cheese on chips. I love cheese in a grilled cheese. I love cheese. I just love, I love all types of cheese. I love cheese boards. I love just cheese, cheese, cheese. Cheese is my favorite food group in the entire world, and, and I cheesy. cannot live without cheese. Yes, and I'm cheesy. <laughs> exactly. That's where I get it from. Thank you, Warren. But yes, I could. I was a pescatarian for. I was pescatarian for ten years, so I could easily drop the meat. I've done it before, <laughs> and I could do it again if I needed to. I could drop the meat. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, yeah, sorry. What about you, Brian? You know, I uh, my my first initial thought was I could drop the meat, but then Tony, I'm sorry, Wayne uh, clarified it, and because I was thinking, oh, I'll just eat fish or. Or, or something. But once you th- once you threw in those uh, those guidelines too, I think I would drop the cheese or the dairy. Um, I I could I could drop red meat uh, for a year. I think I could easily do that because I I am a lover of fish and you um, know just tra- like the deep yeah <laughs> not not that much. <laughs> I don't love it that much. <laughs> but. Um, but you know, uh, so that, that's what I was thinking. I could, I can go with. I'm like, oh, I could eat fish or chicken or turkey or something like that for a year. I, I can easily do that. But, um, but no, giving up all that, I don't think I could. So my answer is dairy. How about you, O? What would you choose? Uh, I give up the meat. Yeah, I, I would do the same. I can't get rid of meat. Uh, I can get rid of the meat. I can't get rid of dairy because. I can't have pizza without cheese. Yes, yeah, I know. You know, uh, so it's just not the same. I'm like, going, uh, we had pizza the other day, and I was like, going, oh, I, I, if I had to choose one, I would keep keep dairy. Yes, yeah. me too. All right. Well, gents, congrats on your first round of pop minis for season three. Woo! Wow, that was a long one too. Stumbled through it. All right. So, uh, in closing, hey, hey, Orin, where can people find us on our social media platforms, my friend? All right, everybody. If you want to follow uh, social media, let's see. There's three ways you can do that. Facebook, The Knowledge of Nothing. Instagram, at The Knowledge of Nothing. Twitter, at The Conman One. And, um, you know, if always, if you want to contact us, uh, info at thenowledgeofnothing.com. We'd love to hear from you. We welcome it. Bring it. Tell us how good we are, bad we are, and uh, we love you either way. Thank you. And, Brian, before we uh, get out of here, do you have any messages that you would like yeah, to Welcome to Season 3, everybody. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for joining <laughs> us so far on this ride. It's it's been, a, it's been fun, and I cannot wait to see where this season takes us. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, everybody. All right, and in closing, hey, drop the meat, suck some popcorn. This has been the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. We'll see you next time. Oh, there we go. We're back. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. At least you're not dropping the popcorn and sucking the meat. That was a good one, Orin. I like that. That was, oh, see? Orin, great one. That's my one. <laughs> and it was well worth it, my friend. Yes. It was well worth it. It was perfectly timed and everything. Wow. Brian? Brian, uh, just, why, you're not saying anything. Just, 
I thought for sure you were going to uh, mention something about tentacle porn. <laughs> you know, <in> this. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, don't forget your tentacle porn <laughs> <right>. either. <laughs> tentacle porn hub. Yo, Tony's the admin for that. <laughs> uh, maybe you should suck on some tentacles. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Oh. There's the level we're known for. Uh. Yeah. <laughs>